I think it's neat that your church has this theme of live sent. Well, today uh, we're going to look at one of the what I think is one of the greatest stories in all of the Bible. It involves a preacher, it involves a little layperson girl, and it involves a very powerful man uh, in a nation. And you know, we talk about live sent around here. Well, I guess you could call today's sermon "Live Taken," okay? Because this little girl was taken from her home. And yet, God used her in a very powerful way as she lived out her faith, even in, well, against all the odds and against all things that we would think would be humanly uh, acceptable or, uh, or what we would think. If you have your Bibles, 2 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians, 2 Kings chapter 5, I was in Corinthians last night, sorry, my mind is like that. Second Kings, the fifth chapter. Now Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Now bands from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a little girl from Israel. She served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, if only... My master would see the prophet who was in Samaria. He could cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means go, the king of Aram replied. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. The letter that he took with him to the king of Israel read, With this letter I am sending my servant servant Naaman to you so that you may cure him of his leprosy. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. You hear what the king of Israel is saying? He's saying the king of Aram is sending this leper over here and he's asking me to heal him, and when I can't do it, that's going to be his excuse to come over and invade my country. He didn't like it. He was upset about it. But listen to this. When Elisha, the man of God, now this is the preacher in the story, okay? When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. What have you, why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elijah's house. Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, wave his hand over the spot, and cure my leprosy. Are not Abana? And Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than any of the rivers of Israel. Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went away in a rage. Now listen to what happened. Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? So Naaman went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times as the man of God had told him. And his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Guys, take yourself back thousands of years and picture this scene. There's a little girl 
a slave girl that's living in a distant land. She had every right not only to dislike Naaman, but to hate him. Because she had been ripped from her family, ripped from her country, taken to a foreign land to be a servant girl. Her, the master of her house, Naaman, captain of the army. But he's a leper. And so she, being lived taken to this new place, was not angry. Was not, you know, we don't know all of the emotions, but we know this. We know that she had compassion for Naaman. We know that even though he had ripped her from her family, she still had compassion for him. And look at some of the other things she had. She had courage in her testimony. She had courage in her testimony. Was there a cure for leprosy at the time? No. There was no cure for leprosy. There wouldn't be a cure for thousands of years. And yet, she believed that her God could cure Naaman of a leprosy. She had courage in her testimony to stand up and say, even though there's no cure, I believe so much in my God, He can cure Naaman. Now guys, let's bring it home. Are there things in our world today that seem insurmountable? I mean, are there problems that there's no there's no good answer? We're in an election year. We had a debate the other night. Both of the candidates are going to tell us how they're going to fix all our problems. Are either one of them going to fix our problems? No. No, because some problems, they're just unfixable if you're talking about human resources. There was no cure for leprosy, but she didn't care. She had courage in her testimony. She also had compassion for Naaman. Here again, she had every right to hate him, and she loved him anyway. You know, I want to tell you something. I hear Christian people give more excuses for disliking other people than I do non-Christian people. I mean, you know, they don't believe the way we do. Or did you hear what they said about us? Or did you see what they did? And we have all these excuses not to care about other people. Now, you know... We can kid all we want. This, this, is, this is the height of sports season, you know. And, and guys that wear green and gold don't like guys that wear maroon, that don't like guys that wear red and black, that don't like guys that wear burnt orange and white, you know. And we have all these excuses and reasons not to like each other. The bottom line is, if we are born-again believers in Jesus Christ... We are called to love. The very first Sunday I was here, remember? We're called to love. And this little girl had every reason not to, but she did anyway. So, so don't give me these excuses. Well, you know, I, I don't like the way he thinks, or I don't like the way he looks, or I don't like the way he dresses, or I don't like... 
you know what? We're all God's creatures. Amen? We're all God's creatures. And love changes people. And, and, and we'll see how it changed Naaman. We're, we're, we're going to look at that in uh, probably next week or the next week. But she had courage in her testimony. She had compassion for Naaman. And she had confidence in her God. Her God could do anything. And guys, I believe that's something that, that, that we, we talk about it. We sing about it. We say we believe it. But I believe in many ways the church today has lost our belief that our God can do anything. God can do anything. I heard a thing the other day, a guy said, you know, I've always thought, me and God, well, we make a majority. Yeah. So, where are you? Where are you? Do you have courage in your testimony? Do you have compassion for Naaman? Do you, uh, do you, do you have confidence in your God? L- let me ask you something. We're in an interim time here. And you know I'm not going to be standing up here probably this time next year. There's a lot of things going on and there's a good... You know, people can say, well, you know, I'll get with it once we, we get our new pastor and we get back on track and all that other stuff. Can I ask you a question? What about your Christian life should be on hold just because this church is in an interim period? Tell me. What about your Christian life should be on hold? What about... The courage in your testimony should be on hold. What about your compassion for other people? What about your confidence in God? Should any of those take a vacation? No, they should not. And so we live sent right now, today, this week. Because we're not waiting on something. We're living the life that God has called us to live right now. Let's look at the rest of the story. You know, Naaman surprises me, but in a way he doesn't surprise me. Because desperate people will do desperate things. When I was a chaplain at Baylor Medical Center, our, my boss, his, his wife, uh, had bone cancer. And he's one of the smartest men I know, and, and, and he's, just, he's just a great, great guy. He said, but Dal, let me tell you, when my wife was dying of cancer, I reached out to anything I could to try to save her life. And quite honestly, we did some crazy things. Because desperate people do desperate things. Maybe that's the only reason Naaman listened to this little girl. I don't know. He was desperate. He had leprosy. One of the most powerful men in the land, but he had leprosy. And so he went to his king. And can you imagine what the king was thinking? The king was thinking, this is crazy. There's no cure for leprosy. But I think what the king, king liked Naaman, and king wanted to keep the general of his army happy, so he said, sure, go. Here's some money. Here's some some supplies. Just go. He he didn't want to make Naaman uh, uh, angry. He wanted to keep Naaman happy. And so picture the scene. You've You've got armor clanking. You've got horses, war horses, fidgety and, 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 you know, and, and, and snorting. And as they come up, the chariots come up and the men come up. And all this, the, the, the sun shining against the armor. And they all come up to the king of Israel. Impressive sight. 
And, and the king says, oh my goodness, we got problems. This king is looking for an excuse to come invade us again. But then the preacher steps in. And he says, no, 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 send word to the king, have him come to me, he'll be okay. And so he comes to Elisha. And what does Elisha say? He says, listen, go, go dip yourself three, three, yeah, go dip yourself a few times, right? Seven times? Go dip yourself seven times. And what happened to Naaman? He got angry, didn't he? He got angry. Because you see, he was thinking rationally. He, he, he was thinking, if, if all I had to do was dip myself in a river, the, the, the rivers of my country are cleaner than that dirty old Jordan River, I'm telling you. Here again, he was thinking rationally. It's another word for us. Sometimes we need to give up our rationalizations and we just need to listen to what God wants us to do. We need, to, we need to not think that way and just think the way God wants us to think. And so Naaman was mad and he said, let's go back home, fellas. And his men, who probably loved him, had been in battle with him, had fought and died with him. They were all there and they said, look, if the... If the man of God had asked you to do some wonderful, great, and mighty thing, if he, had, if he had told you to go invade some country and win some great battle, wouldn't you have done it? <laughs> but because he's asked you to do something that anybody can do, something kind of, you know, a little bit humbling, you're angry. And you're going to go back. L listen, just humorous. Just humorous and do what the man of God said. And so that's what he did. He went down into the Jordan. He dipped himself seven times. And when he came out that seventh time, said his skin was not like my skin. And it was not like Coop's skin. And it was not like Kevin's skin. His skin was like that of a little boy. A little boy. Completely cleansed. Completely. Guys, we need to understand that God has called us not to be like Elisha the preacher, you know. He's called us to be like this little girl. This little girl believed in her God. This little girl believed in her God so much that she had courage to stand up for Him. This little girl did not let her anger about what Naaman may have done and had done to tear her away from her family. Didn't let all that get in the way. She stood up and she gave testimony of her faith in God. Now, now understand something. This was before... The wise men. This was before the virgin birth. This was before all the miracles of Jesus. This was before Jesus stood before Pilate. This was before Jesus died on the cross. This was before Jesus rose again. 
She had faith in her God and she didn't know half of what we know. And so, shouldn't we even more so stand up with courage and confidence and compassion? Because the living God sent His only begotten Son to die on the cross for you and me. So that we could be washed in His precious blood. So that we could be made white as snow. So that our souls could become like the skin of a little boy. So that we could be born again. And if we are truly born again. Then we should be like this little girl. In how we are live sent in our community. Amen? Amen. Amen. I don't know what God wants you to do. I always used to tell the the people at my former churches. I don't know what God wants you to do. I have no idea where God wants you to plug in. I don't know where He wants you to invest your life. I don't know where He wants you to stand up in courage. I don't know where He wants you to show your confidence in Him. I don't know who He wants you to show compassion to. I don't know any of that. You see, because we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit speaking to each and every one of our hearts, you have to listen. And you have to do what God wants you to do. It's not what, I have no idea what or where or when, but I do know that God wants you to do what He called you to do. And He wants you to live your life in courage, in confidence, in compassion. And that needs to go on here again, right now. You know the greatest thing you could do? The greatest thing you could do for the guy that will stand here after I quit standing here is to take your life right now. Be serious about what God wants you to do and live your life. Live sent. And when He gets here and He talks to you, And you say, oh, by the way, let me tell you how I've been living my Christianity outside the walls of this church. And let me tell you how we're making a difference in this group or that group or another group. I want to tell you something. That will blow him away. That will excite him so much. That will encourage him so much. He'll probably say, wow, I better get with it so that I can keep up with my people. What a great thing. What a wonderful thing that will be. So, here again. It's my experience. Some people want you to tell them what to do. I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. Except to tell you that you need to be open to the Spirit of God leading you where you should go, what you should do, the ministry you should be a part of. You can't be a part of everything. God doesn't call everybody to be a part of everything. I used to tell my, you know what? If you are involved in everything, you're not really involved in anything. So find what God wants you to do and get with it. Jesus Christ called us to go 
to teach, to preach, to baptize, to make disciples in His name. That's what we've been called to do. And I can tell you, yes, you're supposed to do that. How you do it, in what form you do it, you have to let the Holy Spirit lead you in that way. And let me just say this, guys. I, I, I want you to hear this. I don't care how young you are, because this little girl was young. This little girl was young. And she was a little girl. You, you, know how much, you know how much power women had back in the ancient world? None. Sorry, ladies. You've come a long way today, but back then you hadn't. Women had no power whatsoever, and little girls had less power than grown women. And she stood up, and she made a difference. I don't care who you are. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. Some of the people that have made the greatest impact in my life are people that had a lot, excuse my term, but a lot of mileage on them. But they made a huge difference. And I believe this, as long as air fills your lungs, as long as your heart beats in your chest, as long as God allows you to walk this earth, if you're His child, He has a job for you to do. Your job is to find it and to get with it. Courage in your testimony Compassion for others. Confidence in God. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, we can be more than conquerors.